Hi there, I'm Mike Fagelman, and welcome to another episode of the Honest Report podcast. Today is March 26, so let's be honest. It's been a tough year for most of us. A deadly pandemic, economic pressures impacting countless people here in Canada and around the world, families separated for months at a time, travel restrictions, business closures, school closures, uncertainty and stress abound. While the impact on each of us may be different, there is little doubt that for the vast majority of Canadians, the last year has not been the easiest in memory. So it's precisely in a year like this that diversions like sports and entertainment take on an outsized relevance in our lives. It's an opportunity to escape from the scary headlines and world around us, and to follow our favorite sports team or to listen to our favorite musical artist instead, even if just for a short while. And yet, even in diversions like sports and entertainment, there is a pernicious hatred that never seems to die. Anti-Semitism has been called the world's oldest hatred for its remarkable agility and ability to morph depending on the circumstances, and it has been around for a long time. And like a cockroach, anti-Semitism never seems to die. In some situations, Jews are assailed as crooked and greedy capitalists, while simultaneously being a fifth column of communists. In other situations, Jews are godless atheists, or people without any morals at all, while sometimes they are religious extremists following the quote-unquote archaic strictures of Jewish law. So then, it is without much surprise that even in sports and entertainment, anti-Semitism continues to be given a massive platform, amplified and shared around the world. One recent example is that of Mayors Leonard of the National Basketball Association, or the NBA. Leonard played for the Miami Heat, though it was recently traded to the Oklahoma City Thunder and now has been put on waivers. And in early March, he live-streamed a video of himself playing Call of Duty, a popular video game. At one point, he said to another player, and I'm going to give you a bit of a, a language warning here, quote-unquote, don't effin' snipe me, you effin' kike bitch, end quote. Fortunately, it did not take long for Leonard to be roundly criticized. The next day, he posted an apology on social media saying, quote, I want to apologize to others in the Jewish community who I've hurt, end quote. Leonard was also fined $50,000 by the NBA and banned from participating in team activities and facilities for a one-week period. While it's impossible for us to know whether his apology was sincere or merely half-hearted out of fear of perhaps further repercussions, it was nevertheless the right step for him to take. However, Leonard's outburst was far from the only ugly incident of anti-Semitism in recent memory, though it was unique in one important sense, and I'll get to that shortly. Last May, the British pop singer Dua Lipa shared an article on her Instagram social media profile, which referred to all Israelis as, quote, fake Jews, end quote. The post shared by Lou Dua Lipa continues with this gem, that Israel, quote, created Hamas simply for all of you geniuses to believe that Hamas is the reasons for the decades worth of occupation, oppression, ethnic cleansing, and murder, end quote. Of course, one is entitled to criticize Israel for any number of policies as Israelis themselves vigorously do. But to call the more than 6 million Israeli Jews as fake Jews is more than defamatory. It's dangerous. 
as the Israeli writer Hen Mazig, who Honest Reporting Canada recently featured as our keynote speaker uh, at our webinar a couple of days ago, he recently pointed out in Newsweek magazine that the 2019 shooting of a New Jersey kosher supermarket, which killed four people, was committed by members of the fringe Hebrew Israelite group who believe that the Jewish people today are not, in fact, real Jews, but merely frauds and imposters. In other words, when Dua Lipa posts this kind of abject fiction on social media for fans around the world to see, it's more than just abject stupidity. It's fodder for those who want to commit violence, murder against Jews. So why do I bring up Dua Lipa? Because on March 14th, at the 63rd annual Grammy Awards, Dua Lipa sang in front of an estimated 9.2 million viewers from around the world. And more than that, she was given the best pop vocal album as well. If there was a consequence to her outrageous anti-Semitic broadcast last year, we surely have not seen any evidence of it. The differences are readily apparent. Whereas Mayors Leonard faced a monetary fine and a temporary physical ban from his team's facility and apologized the next day, mind you, Dua Lipa saw no such repercussion. In fact, a year later is bigger than ever before. But why? Before I answer that, allow me to give one more example to shine light on this curiosity. Tamika Mallory, or Mallory in a self is a self-described activist and one of the founders of the 2017 Women's March, which took place in Washington, D.C. on the day before, uh, sorry, on the day that Donald Trump was sworn in as, uh, as a U.S. president. An estimated 5 million marchers took place in affiliated marches all around the world. In short, Mallory is a tremendously influential personality, so it's no surprise that she was given the opportunity to speak about, to speak at the Grammys about racial injustice to millions of viewers. However, she's also close friends with infamously vile anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan, who has never found an anti-Semitic trope that he didn't want to spread. Farrakhan has said the following about Jews, quote, you are wicked deceivers of the American people. You've sucked their blood. You are not real Jews. You are the synagogue of Satan. And you have wrapped your tentacles around the U.S. government. And you are deceiving and sending this nation to hell. End quote. Now first, notice that Farrakhan calls Jews not real Jews. But his remarks are, they're clearly repugnant. Yet, Malari shared a stage with him in 2018 when he publicly stated that, quote, the powerful Jews are my enemy, end quote, and even called him the GOAT, or greatest of all time on social media. And to date, she has never actually condemned or repudiated Farrakhan's anti-Semitic comments. Of course, Mallory later said that she does not specifically agree with Farrakhan's remarks, but that's a far cry from actually speaking out against them. But she seems to have a voice when it comes to bashing Israel. In 2018, Mallory posted a video to social media responding to the question if she believed Israel had a right to exist. While she refused to answer the question directly, she immediately launched into a lie about the Jewish people's connection to the land of Israel. She said, quote, when you need a place to stay, you can come, you, you can at, you ask, can I come into your home? You don't want walk in needing a place. It's clear you needed a place to go, but you don't show up at someone else's home 
needing a place to stay and decide that you're going to throw them out and hurt the people who are on that land and to kill, steal, and do whatever you came to do to take that land, end quote. Here we can see the true difference between Mayors Leonard on one side and Dua Lipa and Tamika Mallory on the other, whereas Leonard's words targeted Jews as individuals. Dua Lipa and Mallory targeted Jews as a collective. Fortunately, today, anti-Semitism is not acceptable in polite company, or certainly not publicly, particularly about the horrors of the Holocaust 80 years ago. The outright hatred of Jews is not a popular view to be holding in most parts of the Western world. So what's the problem then? As listeners of this podcast know, anti-Semitism in recent years has morphed. While hatred of individual Jews still exists, of course, it's generally seen as uncouth and an unsavory view to hold. Anti-Semitism, not so 20th century, but hatred of the Jewish state of Israel that's a different story. But the difference here is that while anti-Semitism has lost a lot of public support, particularly since the horrors of the Holocaust 80 years ago, hatred of Israel and of Zionism, which is the Jewish people's right to self-determination in their historic homeland, it's still an acceptable view to hold. But as if discriminating and espousing hatred against the Jewish collective in their historic homeland is not bad enough, as recent history has shown us anti-Israel and anti-Zionist propaganda often spreads to old-fashioned anti-Semitism and violence against Jews, regardless of their views on Israel. The news media certainly has a critical role to play here. Journalists rightfully condemn actions of anti-Semitism when they happen, whether graffiti or assault, but often draw well, it's an arbitrary and artificial line between discriminating against Jews as individuals and discriminating against Jews as a collective people. But it's not really that different after all. And it's time that the media starts saying so. Anti-Zionism may be more tolerated than outright anti-Semitism, but it ultimately leads down the same road and the same path. And that is precisely what makes it so dangerous and why it needs to be called out so forcefully. Thanks again for listening to the Honest Report podcast. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to our podcast on any of its platforms and go to honestreporting.ca to subscribe to receive Honest Reporting Canada alerts and help fight media bias against Israel. For, for those celebrating the Jewish holiday of Passover, Hag Sameach to you all. I'm Mike Fagelman, and thanks for listening.